0: Both the Bulls League of Ireland podcast.
1: Now Dundalk's European dream is over, and so was Wexford Youth They were knocked out of the UEFA Women's Champions League qualifiers, having won two of their three group games in Lithuania. They finished their campaign with a seven-two win yesterday over Maltese side Burkirkara. A hat-trick from captain Kylie Murphy and goals from Rihanna Jarrett, McKenna-Davidson, Edel Kennedy and Kira Rossiter. That was a 7-2 win that followed Saturday's 2-1 victory over a group host Lithuanian side Jintra. But Wexford won't go through as only the top team in this group will qualify. And they were beaten on the opening day by Albanian side Valesnia. So that means that they won't go through having finished second in the group. But an unbelievable uh, couple of weeks for Wexford and I'm joined now on the line by their manager Tom Elms. Who's at the airport in Lithuania before they fly back to Ireland. Tom, thanks for taking the time to have a chat with us. I suppose first just your reaction to the games, the week and, um, you know, explain to people the difference between like the Champions League qualifiers that, that, for example, Dundalka played in where it's knockout. But for you guys, it's it's a group stage and unfortunately, second, just not good enough.
0: Yeah, so obviously it's, it's done in a, a group format with the, the four teams travelling to one of the host countries and... Um, and then over the course of like the nine days uh, you play each of the teams so we were we played the um, second seed team first which was the the albanian team uh, vlasnia um, and obviously you know uh, we, we were disappointed with the final result in that game but you know our overall performance was, was really um really positive and and we knew that if we could continue with that we'd you know we, we'd uh, we'd do well in the competition um so then obviously with a two-day break in between we played the first seed uh, gintra the the whole uh, club from Lithuania, um, and we you know we, again the performance against ours was absolutely outstanding, and uh, we beat them two one on the night there, which is an absolute fantastic result for us. Um, obviously, with that with that scoreline at two one, we knew um, we weren't going to um, progress through, um, so we went into the final game then just really kind of playing for that little bit of pride and uh, just to push ourselves as, as best as we could, and we played Burkina and and uh, yesterday. I finished off with a a really, um, you know, highlighted performance. There we we beat them seven-two, and um, it was well deserved. We played some excellent football, so there's a lot we can take take home from this competition. It's been a fantastic uh, experience for all of us, Um, and obviously, you know, we we were fortunate enough to take part in it last year. Uh, It was my first year involved, and it was a real eye-opener. And I just felt last year we we just kind of um, participated in the competition and. You know, coming into it this year, we wanted to make sure we competed and we, we've really done that um obviously we'll look back at that first game and know we should have done better in it um but look that's football um so look there's loads of positives we can bring home back into you know back into the the, the uh, domestic league
1: yeah, so Wexford knew going into yesterday's final game, that even had they won, they did win by seven goals to two, they weren't going to finish top, and they weren't going to qualify so Tom, how disappointed are you that you know things didn't go your way in that first game given the last two games went so well
0: it is disappointing um it it was a tough that 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 first fixture was tough to take because we knew how well we played and sometimes it's difficult to explain that to people where you've you've really gone out and and dominated the game and played really well um and and come out on on the wrong end of of the result but um for those that's in the stream and 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 uh you know and we we'll keep an eye on the social media could could see that you know we did play very well and we probably did deserve a little bit more from it but then you know you know when you look at it a little bit closer you know we should have took more from from the chances we had um and then obviously you can just see that you know vlas have been very clinical when they did they had, they had uh, four four shots uh, a goal and, and scored three and you know one was kind of bundled over the line and and things like that but like I said before, that that's football that happens. Uh, we're not the first team to go out and, and and that happened too. So we just have to take that on the chin. Um, but again, um, you know the overall performances in all the games, and and, and we said we wanted to come here and, and compete, not just take part. We wanted to come and compete. Um, and look, we we take all the the positives from it, and coming here and, and finishing second when we, you know, if if you know coming into it would have would have you know we're happy with that. Um, but the fact that we've seen how you know we, we have come and competed um, we feel we're a little bit unfortunate not to be progressing and um, it's definitely something we can we can build on going forward I think
1: Now Tom managing in the Champions League in a place like Lithuania is something probably you never thought you'd do when you were you know, starting to take up football coaching and I'm sure a lot of the girls as well never thought they'd, they'd make it to the level of the Champions League and also to to play in a place like Lithuania the two stadiums look lovely I know you guys got some time to to spend some time out and about looking at the city and the town as well and and um, I suppose to be able to go across for nine or ten days and play at the top level of, of women's football in Europe in a place like Lithuania it was a really good experience. Explain to us exactly what that was like and maybe a little bit away from the football as well.
0: Yeah, to be honest, um like Lithuania wouldn't have really been on the, the destination list but um you know we we stayed in Kanaus and an absolute fabulous city. Um lots of history and you know we had two day breaks in between matches so between getting our analysis done and uh, prep and training it was nice getting to the, out into the city we, we visited the old town and things like that. and it's it's one of those places like you said you, you never really would have thought to come but um, absolutely fa- know, fabulous place the the venues the two uh, match venues were were amazing I don't know for people watching on the live stream the pitches were in excellent condition um, both with stadiums the, the uh, played in Maypole last night 6,000 uh, seat stadium um it's absolutely you know fantastic it's all part of the experience really um but yeah again um you know you, you're with each other uh, an awful lot of the time which we wouldn't be used to we are used to obviously you, you turn up early for training you get there you train, you finish up you get a bit of food and you, you're home um and you're away from the group um so being around each other it's, it's important then of how we manage that and how you know you manage how we we manage ourselves, the staff and communicate that with the players and make sure that we're getting that balance between getting the right you know you know recovery and, and a break from things. And these players aren't used to a full-time environment. Um, so it can be a little bit different coming into an environment like this when you're away on top of each other. Um, but look, you know the players have been absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, we couldn't have asked for anything more. The way they've carried themselves and uh, the professionalism that they've shown while we've been away. So, yeah, I'm really, really impressed and and, and happy with, with with how they've conducted themselves.
1: Now, Tom, the difference in standard on the pitch, definitely not much. Clearly, you won both of the games, so in that case, you actually performed better than the other teams too. But. You know, if you look at where Wexford youths are and where the Women's National League is in terms of resources and professionalism and, and, you know, the lack of a full-time aspect too in comparison to some of the teams that you would have faced this year and last year and so on. Tell me a little about that and, you know, I'm sure maybe you're even a little jealous of the facilities and and the the resources available to some of the other coaches, but I know you guys in Wexford are doing your very best to make things as good as possible for your players.
0: It's a big challenge. Um, You know, we get to speak to the clubs while we're away, so even you know vlasnia they've they've six full-time international players that um know the accommodation and, and food and travel is all paid for they're looked after full-time um and you know the four american players who again are put up in hotels food travel everything's all sorted for them and um you know they've got that little bit of a professional setup around and the training four to five times a week and the same with uh gintra they're, you know they're bringing in players from from overseas and again that they're in a full-time environment maybe around education as well but um we look at ourselves then and, and and some of the clubs couldn't get their breath when when we tell them that you know the girls we train as a group two nights a week um and, and that's down to a number of you know factors with uh the travel some of the girls are more than an hour away um obviously we just we have to open our net up uh, as to the players we bring in um and then obviously cost as well the cost of the training oh. venues it's we, we, we'd struggled to to afford that third night it's it's crazy um, so again what we do and, and I, coming away from the competition last year for me I knew that if you know if we continue the way we were going we wouldn't be able to come here and compete um, so we did have to make changes and I have to say the players really bought into it and they've all been working off their own programmes that pre-season programme was, was a lot more you know a lot tougher on them this year in terms of their, their overall conditioning um, and they've all they've all Uh, improved in that area and it's been fantastic Um, but even our training how we train and and, you know we've changed that and but it's great you you need to bring people in and and we've got you know we've got a strength and conditioning coach um, the physios there two nights a week two goalkeeping coaches assistant coaches and and even that, that that allows me to kind of step back as well and I can you know uh, rather than having to take the whole session, I can you know, do things with players and talk to players because obviously the time we get with them, we don't get that, that much. So it's important then during sessions that you do take that time to, to talk to players about different things. So the more staff we have, the better. And we're over here now. We've got um, you know, our media officer from the club has come with us. A uh, doctor has come out with us. Uh, a number of members have just come out just with the kit, the kit man, and there's two or three of the, the guys that have come. And... They just have everything prepared for us so we've tried to create the most fresh environment that we can uh, for all the players Um, and i think if they can see that that's what we're trying to do um, it means that they need to step up as well and and they absolutely have Um, so again look it's good they're eye-openers i think as a club uh, and as a league there's so much more we can we can do Um, but it it is growing you can definitely see how how it's grown in in ireland over the last couple of years Um, but we've also shown how close we are at the minute, um, and that extra little bit. Um, I think the quality of the players has has really improved over here, and for us to go out and compete um, with the amount of you know resources that we do currently have uh, is an absolute credit to them.
1: And Tom, just lastly, with the Women's World Cup being such a massive success in the summer, and you know probably got the most publicity for women's football ever. And we have Michelle O'Neill, the Irish assistant referee, she was assistant referee at that World Cup, was on the final and is going to be the assistant tonight on Wednesday in the Super Cup game between Chelsea and Liverpool, the first ever women's refereeing team to referee a men's professional match. I suppose that just shows exactly where the women's game is going. Where do you see it, and where do you feel it is at the moment, and where it needs to go? And there's been a debate, you know, recently about the future of the men's league of Ireland and a possible link up with the Northern Irish Premiership, but not too much comment or focus on the women's national league and, and the women's team. So, what have you made of all of that, and exactly where do you feel things are at at the moment?
0: I think, I think the women's game here has, I've to you before, that it's, it has vastly improved over the last couple of years. Um, but I think when you when you look at at the maybe the four semi finalists of the Women's World Cup, and you know it's 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 really noticeable the you know the the condition of those players, um, and you can just see that the level of football that they're getting week in week out. You can see they're coming from full time professional environments, um, and that that's a huge benefit you know benefit for for anybody. And we've players here that we're trying to help them get that environment why it would help them to try and get their own strength and conditioning coaches but they're going to them you know in the morning before work and then i'll go and do a full day's work and then they'll be looking to come train with us and you're trying to balance like a full-time environment with a full-time job and you don't get that recovery you don't get that just that free time um and it is it's difficult but i think um there's a quite a strong uh, represent, uh, representation of the um, Women's National League in the last uh, squad that went out to play in the Rose Bowl uh, against the US and um, I think that's fantastic to see. I think we've got, we have got some great players here. Um, we do, look, we do need to be mindful of, of of what we actually can do over a short period of time with the Women's National League but there is, has been a good investment um, you know, from the FAI and, and, and even the media and stuff and it's growing that way so I think we, that needs to continue first and foremost. Um, but I think you know more financial backing that the clubs get, um, more support they get then from the from the league, and more support they get then from the media. Um, I'm sure it will continue to grow. And you know there there is some fantastic players. The women's under you know under 17 um, national league is is very strong. Um, you're looking at the, the squad that's just gone out with James Scott now uh, against Belgium, and I, look, I know they, they handed out a number of caps for some players, and they're missing a few. But there's there's a good squad there. There's a competitive squad there, and I just think going forward we need to try and, and create environments where um, they they can be full time. And whether that's whether you know we look down the route of um, third level um, and and look how we can link in there a little bit better uh, is one option, but. Um, it is it's good you I know mean, you see a lot of players now going move going overseas to play and they have to do that they have to go and get get that full time um, training and, and you can see the difference in them um, when they come back and you can see that you know the benefits of that um, and, and and ideally in the in the long run we want to see the players staying here staying in our league and growing our league um, until we can offer that, they're going to keep looking to to move away when they can. So, um, I think yeah, the better you know, we need to look forward and, and see can we do that. That's the the main thing, and I think we'll see the benefits of it the next couple of years. Has uh, been a massive push around it, and the support is is absolutely fantastic.
1: Yeah, that is the voice of the Wexford Utes manager Tom Elms, and Tom, thank you as always for your time. Wexford back to the league action this weekend. They're at home to Galway Women's FC. And that game is taking place on Saturday. Also on Saturday, it's Shelves against DLR Waves. That's uh, two of the better teams in the league. And two games also on Sunday. Limerick host P-Mount in Limerick. Well, Kilkenny United Women's Football Club face Cork City. And well done to Wexford for their exploits in the Champions League. Unfortunately, not to be this year, but uh, some brilliant performances. And to win two from three and not qualify, very, very unlucky. The best League of Ireland podcast in the business. This is Off the Ball.